Hey, what's up, guys? We're Kill Zero. You're listening to Comic Talk 616. You can check out Kill Zero on uh, most social media platforms, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and anywhere you can get uh, podcasts. Find out where. Oh, I was gonna say, where's Mike? I'm right here. He just Hold on, let me, let me turn this on silent because I know the here, second. Mike. I can sit over there. I can sit, I can sit on there. someone's lap. I ain't heard. <laughs> well, I didn't mean over here. I just meant on this side. Well, I was taking it's it out. He should sit on your lap. Huh? Keys right there. Yes. I'm probably the smallest guy in here. I can probably sit on your lap. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, you're good. You're good. Sweet. So, yeah, we can do that. We can say where we're from. Over here. There you go. That's a better. I mean, not better. Less, uh, Less inviting? I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailing it. Dude, it freaking sucks. Like, we don't get out here until after the grocery stores are closed, so it's like we've just been eating out. I'm over here. What time do you guys get out of here? Like 10, like 10, 11, most of the time. Call me. I always got food at home. Yeah. You guys want home cooked meals? We always cook enough for an army. <laughs> hey, hold on. Because we have half an infantry division. <laughs> Very fair. <clears throat> Dude, right now I'm I playing. I need to get that game. I might get it. I'm playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh. Everything is so detailed in that game. You go to make like a poultice or something. Yeah. You gotta sit there, grab your nightshade from your pouch, and grab the wine, throw it in the cauldron, throw it in there. You gotta have the recipe. 
boil it, turn your time thing over so it spins down the time, take your nettle, and grind it in your poultice, and then keep the boil going, dump it in there, flip your timer again, and you, if you do it right, you make your potion or whatever. It's, it's supposed to, I'm getting better at it now, it's getting less frustrating. Can you buy potions like that? You can. I would tell you to buy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm out of a game money, that's not, that's not worth but you're supposed to suck I don't know. at everything. Oh, okay. I'm just finishing my You know, to start out and take it like Oh, was that wrap it up symbol? Is that what it was? No. no. He just hits randomly record and then announces that we've started. So we've got like, sometimes we'll have like five minutes of banter of stuff that we wish we didn't say, but it's, we said it. No. We've had, the problem is we've had 20 minutes of banter and then somebody says something incredibly bad to say on there. And then it just stays on there and we're like, well, there goes any moral character that people thought I had. No. <laughs> A.K.A. Matt. No, it doesn't stay on there. Generally it doesn't stay on there. No, Because usually I'm paying attention. Usually. Usually. Sometimes. Or we like bait Matt into saying something that makes him look villainous, and then we're recording. It's happened many times. Mike's mouth is never the cleanest. Oh, see, the problem is it's like it's not that I said anything bad. It's that out of context, they're like, sorry, say it again like this. I'm like, why? Wait, what? Oh, crud. So they trick you. Yes. I have fun with my job. I mean, that's just, that's it. So on that note, welcome to Comic Talk 616. This is Steve. Oh, gosh. I'm Matt uh, from Comic Talk. Uh, Mike, partner with Zero Kill Studios. Jake from Comic Talk 616. Or Lord Jake. Lord Jake, that's yeah, right. I am. No, Lord Facetap. Oh, yeah, Lord Facetap. <clears throat> sorry. Lord Jake, Lord Jake the Lord Facetap. Still, Lord doesn't matter. Josh from Top 5 Comics Podcast. Steve CBS, Top 5 Comics Podcast. Ash Beginning Construction, Never Done Podcast. Awesome. Also, never been on podcast. Yeah. Oh, way to flex, man. I mean, you know, yeah. we do a lot of things. Coming in here with this podcast, well, <laughs> well we've got a Facebook show with Best Slope. I mean, that's good. That's good. He's got a cool toy review. We don't have that. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. This is like way better than any of our toy reviews ever have been. Our toy reviews are kind of sad. It's been really fun doing that, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. super fun because it's like. Gives you an excuse to buy figures besides just like fighting figures. You're like, I need to buy this because we're gonna do a new review on this figure. Yeah. To be fair, that's how I buy some comic books. That's like, how I just buy some of these. Like, yeah, that's my job. I gotta do it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's literally like anytime I have that conversation with Alexa, she's like, well, how important is it? So, well, I kind of have to do it for the podcast. So. I mean, that's how we like. We decide just what shows to watch. This is a 2017 Camaro. I mean, which does that have to do with the podcast? <laughs> There's an Iron Man sticker on it. Yeah, Iron Man sticker. I'm gonna say as long as you have a decal, man, you're probably good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a tattoo right off? Oh, anyway, it is. It is. Because <laughs> you did it for the podcast. <laughs> good to know. I mean, that's gonna be hard on the crew, probably. But, you know, if they ask, they don't ask, and you're fine, right? Yeah. Anyways, we got a really cool episode this week, guys. Um, we're kind of doing this weird mashup with uh, top five podcasts again. Uh, we did this one last time with Jerry DeCare. Right. So it's cool. We got a really cool. Probably, man. Like it's been times weird. 
It's been a while. It is. Does time even exist? No, at this point? I'd like to say no, but that's not true. Because I feel older every day. We go, we do things by Marvel time. Like, 50 years of things have happened, but really only 20 years have taken place. And in that 20 years, it got erased and resetted. So really, it's only six years. <laughs> so like a flashpoint? Sure. I was thinking more like Common Core Math version of time. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so it's super cool. Uh, The topic we're talking about is we're, I can't believe we're doing this episode, but I guess we might as well because it doesn't make sense and it's important. The effects that COVID-19 has had on the comic book industry, and we thought who better to team up with that than CBS Steve to talk about it. Our local black market comic book dealer. I got a title for the episode. <laughs> What's the title? Okay. <laughs> that's the. That's gonna be the literal title. You'll see. Yep. Nice. Okay. Anyways, so how is everyone's week? Pretty good so far. Uh, I play video games, watch anime, and yeah, worked. Oh, so regular week. Yeah, kind of, actually. <laughs> Except for I was at home for most of it. Instead of over here in Junction. And the, I have the option of going to work now. Like, there's, they, they're allowing, like, ten people in our office. And there's, like, three. And I kind of understand why. Because I kind of like rolling out of bed. And being to work in two minutes. Just showing up to work naked. Yeah. Like, do you report <laughs> Donald yourself Duck style? to, like... <laughs> do you, like With a shirt on top. Do you, like, report yourself to HR and be like... Listen. I am unsuitable to work here. Yeah, I'm, I just keep showing up to my office in the nude. With no pants. It's weird. I mean, well, actually, no, no. Our... See, all I have to do is wear a shirt because I have a morning meeting at 9. So I just gotta, you know... As long as you don't have to stand up. I don't have to, No, I don't have to stand up. You know what you should do? You should get yourself a water cooler and put it in the corner of your house and, like, walk over there and, like, have, like, banter to yourself. Like, water cooler banter. Yeah. I got a little box with uh, Bob Ross's face on it. Sometimes I banter with it. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, it's a happy little day. Uh, <laughs> it's been, I've been lonely, guys. Uh, no, I've been <laughs> I've actually been fine. I've actually been pretty good. I've been hanging out with family and stuff. So. so now the real question, are we real or are we just a part of your imagination? That's a great question, Bob Ross. Uh, <laughs> just happy little people dotting the landscape of your life. I don't even know anymore, man. <laughs> so yeah, no, I've been at home working it's, yeah, I mean, as long as you're not harassing yourself at home, you should be fine, right? He is. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to report. Who, who wouldn't really? I'd like to report that a guy's being mean to me. He's pointing <laughs> out all my faults. It's kind of rude. A little hypervigilant. <laughs> who is it? Me. Oh. Just stands there in the mirror, points, and yells at himself. Yeah. See, what Jake doesn't realize is now I have nobody else to blame when like the dishes are not aren't done. Because we used to be roommates, and now that we're not roommates. When, like, the dishes aren't done, I'm like, hey, who didn't do the... Oh, that's me. <laughs> you should still call me up and be like, the dishes didn't get done. The hell, Jake? This pan. He, like, has to prank himself just to make things feel normal. <laughs> he, like, said... So we used to have this thing in our house called Obi-Waning. Oh, yeah. We had this Obi-Wan cut out, and so, like, you'd, like, hide him in different places in the house. And sometimes when friends would go on vacation, we'd break into the house and do it. But... You know, you could, like, be three in the morning going to pee, and then, like, here's Obi-Wan. Well, hello there. The thing is that it's, like, it... <laughs> it's, it's legitimately re- scary. It's, it's realistic enough. Like, there's a... It's person-shaped, so it's realistic enough that you're, like, huh, and then you're, like, oh, wait, that's that's a Mountain Dew Star Wars 
standee from ten years ago or more. So it's you and McGregor. Yeah. 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 That's kind of creepy, I guess. Yeah. It's it's even it's the one with it's the one with the braid too from the Phantom Menace. So it's even worse. It's only creepy because it's out of like you you catch it on the side of your eye. It could literally be anybody from anything. Yeah, that's true. You're not expecting it. It's gonna be. Um, the reason I, we figured that out is because it kept creeping me out because I used to work night shift and I get home at like 2 o'clock in the morning and I walk in the living room, flip the light on and be like, ugh! Because <laughs> there was a person in the corner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's real fun is when you put it right in front of your door oh, first gosh. thing in the morning. Yeah. You open the door from the bedroom. <laughs> so we used to hide it like... Who did I do that to? One time me. I hit, one time I hit, yeah, one time I hit in, the, in the shower that he used. Okay. One time I hit in this little, there's this little side room, and it was dark in there, and I hit it just inside the door, like peeking through the door. It's pretty good. Yeah. You always could tell, too, because you just heard, and then some sort of swear word, like super loud. <laughs> no, it, and you're like, it scored. No, see, the thing is, it's like, there was a good, like, you could hear, you're like, you hear somebody get up, and you're like, you gonna get it? You get it? Dang it, Matt! Oh, yeah, that, you got, we got him. Yeah. Uh, one time I hit it outside the front door. That was the best one, I think. <laughs> we wouldn't expect it. I was the most proud of that one. It's a, a good one. Man. It's a risk too, because the weather. You're like well, yeah. Colorado weather is unpredictable, so you're like it's either going to be perfect or it's, it's ruined. It's literally the best ten dollars I've probably ever spent in my life. <laughs> it was definitely. I mean, very uh, three minute of baby. Ted dancing in the curtains, not dead kid ghost. Because that's what most people think it is. But it's Ted dancing's. Place. <laughs> it was a cut. Oh yeah, positive. Yeah, it's a cutout from one of the other scenes of the movie where he was supposed to be an actor guy, and whoever put it in the scene just didn't think about it, I guess. So yeah, like, that's what the ghost I remember is. It was like the director's son or something. It was like hiding behind a curtain. Oh yeah, it's, but it's not. It's not a dead kid. It's not a kid. It's it's dead dancing. He's gonna stop it on high def. I'm not saying I did. I'm just saying you, you can see it. That's funny. Just YouTube it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTube. What'd you do this week, Steve? Work. Oh, yeah. It's Warzone. Oof. I worked some more. <laughs> don't, uh, you tried to play, you tried to play Warframe. You tried to start a crazy other game. Because I don't want to play Call of Duty. You don't have to. I second to this Call of Duty thing. I've been upset about this. Thank you. About what? Call of Duty. It's stupid. I got friends who are like, let's play Call of Duty. It's basically Fortnite that's, you know, better weapons. Like, why don't you just Uh, get your Heelys and leave? See, you're you're thinking of Call of Duty like a few years ago. Does it have the word Call of Duty in it? Is this the remastered one? This this is the Warzone group battle thing everyone's playing. The new free-to-play one that people have. Yeah. It's just like... Fortnite, but for yeah, uh, no, it's for not. Adults who like you obviously their girlfriends obviously and live with their moms still. Fortnite. Yeah, I have played Fortnite. No. We both know that I'm bad at it. No, you played You're Fortnite. Video Dude, you played Fortnite for half a match and didn't kill anybody. No, you didn't play Dude, Fortnite. I think pretty sure I killed myself. Yeah, that's that's it. I've, I've, been, counts, it? I've been rocking <laughs> no. the Division no? Two. Oh, okay. As, me and somebody has been playing Division Two forever for. A no, minute now. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying, like, Division 2? You played for, like, five minutes total. And first of all, I'm good at right. Sims, like, all right? Game. I'm up to, like, at least 25 children now. Dead. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> if, 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 it's a a if you first, you don't succeed. Oh, no, I have the cow plant. Uh, I, uh, so the cow plant can eat them as toddlers. 
I don't know why. But... They're all mine. <laughs> Does that make it better? Mm. I, no? I would explain it, but it makes it. I don't want to like get like referred to like a psychiatrist after this. It's just best. I've been trying. To... Oh no 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 no. We, we okay. So back in the day in high school, where they had the gigapets. Those little things you had to like oh, beat yeah. yeah, Tamagotchis, whatever. Yeah, Gigapet. Right, right. And my buddy, Patrick, he would discipline it every time it went to the bathroom. So eventually it quit going to the bathroom and got sick and died. So that was when I, <laughs> that's when I knew he had problems. Listen, you could be a monster on Sims, but on a Tamagotchi, you might as well just kick a dog in real life. That's just the way I see it. <laughs> I've, I've been going through my uh, PlayStation Plus library. Like, so just the stuff I've been getting on PlayStation Plus... But I just, I'm like, I want to start that soon. So I finally Ooh. started. Um, I beat Bulletstorm. That's insanely violent and brutal and uh, really fun. Violent and brutal. They have, a mode, they have a mode that changes the main character in the Duke Nukem. But, like, they don't change any of the other voice lines. So all these people are calling him by the wrong name. So the the story of the Duke Nukem version is that he's just really pissed off that nobody remembers who he is. During, during the, the quarantine, I had, like, four weeks off of work, and I was doing the same thing, kind of zooming through games to see which ones I wanted to play, and I found this game called uh, Hellblade, Sending with Sacrifice. Nice. One of the best games I've ever played, ever. It's beautifully yeah, done. It's a couple years old. It's a couple years old. It's beautifully done. Graphics are amazing. Falls Norse, you know, mythology... And there's this whole psychological aspect to it where basically she's a paranoid schizo and you're hearing voices, you wear headphones with it. There are parts in that game that get your heart rate going up to 160 just sitting still playing the game. And nice. It's, it's, it's awesome. I recommend it. I bought a book from Steve this week. So did I just now? <laughs> <laughs> For things you did. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's, that was my week. Literally. I've just been working and we uh, yeah, we got back to work, so we haven't had much to do pulling weeds, and cause we don't got a budget right now. But the uh, plus side is we got the first test print of our comic book. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. <laughs> did you did you check it out? <laughs> I only got to see like the cover, and they're like, oh, and then ran off something, something over it. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I'm excited I've for it. I didn't get to. I've, I've I had read... to watch him flip through the book, and then apparently we were going next door. So. <laughs> I've, I've apparently I've read the book so many times at this point because Alexa's been working on it. So it's just been like, you know, I could do a one man play. You're right. <laughs> it wouldn't be very good, but I could do it. It's like being a musician. You hate all your songs by the time you go on the road with them. <laughs> it's all right. Alexa, did, Alexa didn't want to show us. Why? Because she, oh, she was like... Because of the errors that we found the other oh, day. Oh, jeez. At the end, makes it... I pointed out to her. It's not final. Oh, uh, it's not final. It's fine. <laughs> it's like the first, thing, the first thing I saw when I when posted the cover on Facebook. Like, who's Escalara? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, how was your guys' weeks? It's good, man. Like, I, I work over at No Coast. And so we never closed. We just did takeout, and it's just been cool. insane running. And like I'm the general manager and executive chef, so it's just like I'm there every day anyway. Yeah, we so, yeah. ate there the other day for uh, one of the owners, the other owners' birthday here the other day. Just it's just been crazy. Like we've been we've been incredibly blessed. So it's just been nuts doing that. But then Steve and me just been doing the action figure deconstruction stuff, like getting to play with toys like on video. That's pretty fun. 
tell us more about that. I'm actually really interested. In that like, okay, this sounds dumb, but there's because of quarantine, like I got a TikTok to watch videos. I know, make fun of me for it later. But so they they've been doing like these action sequences, like stop motion stuff. Dude, it's so cool. Can I be putting you now? I mean, you're going to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Matt's in love with Squirrel Girl, so. It depends which version it is. I mean, the worst one. one. Okay. So let's just say the worst one. It's all the version. Let's not you're say that, I mean, please. Okay. To be fair, you're like very big fan of Squirrel Girls. I do. I do like Squirrel Girl. Okay. But it depends on which one it is. <laughs> so fair. just so you know, we actually have so we have this thing called the Matlander that we like to do every year, and it's just like little pictures of Matt. Well, we finally have twelve pick months. Like we have like. Oh, we're gonna have. It's it's gonna be a a Matlander. Uh, Fifteen month Matlander. Yeah. Because we have enough. For next, for next year with, of just Matt and Squirrel Girl and it's pain every single time and the worst part is too like the worst the best one that ever happened there was this oh my god she was, she was a younger no. girl right oh that was and a, you could tell it was her first worst. convention and she was super stoked about Squirrel Girl and he's talking <laughs> crap saying like haha you didn't get one we're literally on our way like feet away from our <laughs> hotel at Fanex and I see her and I grab her she's super excited thinking he's a fan this little girl. And so he's sitting there. You can see the pain in his face. And he's like trying to make her day while like not die inside. Uh, that was, you're a monster. <laughs> I know. It, when it's a full grown person, it's like, oh no. <laughs> when, when it's a little girl, so I'm like, isn't Squirrel Girl the best? You know, if they get you, like every day that they get you, you should have to wear a Squirrel Girl shirt the next day as well. I so, don't think that's no. That's not how that works at all. So then, like, so when you take the picture, you look like a, a, a fanboy every single time. See, like this guy. I, yeah. Have on show more <laughs> see, often. no, no. See, they're already, they're already, they are already play, preying on my politeness. Like, I'm not gonna be like, get out of here, gross. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you just have to be able to get away quick enough. So when we were when we were working at the same office the together, the thing he is, started his like office warming gift was a picture of him and the squirrel girl. And they put it on there, and everyone kept asking if it was his girlfriend. And he yeah. kept it up there for, like, almost a I month. I kept it up there because I thought it was hilarious. Because it is funny. <laughs> He's I also that polite. It's, it's gotten to the point where watching him try to get away and dodge all the squirrel girls at cons is almost as fun as actually getting a picture. <laughs> Sometimes I'll walk, I'll look across the room, and see a person in a squirrel girl costume, and turn the other way. <laughs> oh, man. You can tell, because he'll be like... <laughs> nope. Hey, let's check out. I, oh, I got I got Rachel a couple of times. I was like, Hey, we should go check that out over there. She's like, Oh, oh okay. Oh yeah, she sold you out a few times. She oh. did sell me out a few times. There's a couple. No, she got me a few times too. She's like, Hey, Matt, uh, something over here. Uh, there's a really cool poster over here. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. So we walk over. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on. But yeah, so like, sorry for the rabbit trail. We warned you guys. Um, more, tell us more about this like action figure podcast. It seems super cool. Oh, yeah. So it's YouTube videos. Um, basically, we do a figure review. So far, we've done it weekly. So far. So I guess we'll see if convention season starts again. It's a wink wink because I don't think it's going to, which is sad. Does the wink wink actually make the wink wink sound? I mean, it does because it's a comic book, so there's, a, there's words and everything. But yeah, we basically go Perfect. through review a figure, um, how it works, how it moves. We kind of started at the end of the Top 5 Comments podcast. We did, at the end would be like an action figure deconstruction. So this week I got this figure and we talk about it. 
but like talking about it doesn't, I mean, yeah. it doesn't do it justice. So like, yeah. it's like, let's just do a video, and then it kind of became its own thing. It's kind of, and it's the way we shoot it and everything. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, and again, it gives us an excuse. It gives me anyway, because I'm trying <laughs> to be anti-hoarding and like get less things out of my house. And like, it just gives me a reason to buy things. Like the Ultimate Warrior Masters of the Universe crossover figure, which I would never, and it's pretty sweet. Freaking awesome. It's like He-Man, but the Ultimate Warrior. Or we did the the Jedi Reven. It's like the GameStop exclusive. It's like the Darth Reven, but the Jedi version. And it comes with just the purple lightsaber, but the white Jedi robes. It's a really cool figure. So we've done some really cool ones. Star Wars Black. It's coming. And it's in my hands. <laughs> You'll be not fired anymore. <laughs> it was a really cool figure. And, uh, we did done some from like independent companies. Like we did one last week from uh, Hacks. No, Boss Fight Studios. Boss Fight Studios. And like, like they make some of the best three and three quarter figures, really. Like mm-hmm. G- think GI Joe style, but with the modern articulation and like interchangeable parts, customization. They're kind of like the flagship of the yeah. four, the, the one eighteen four inch figures that like. Especially in independent toy companies, they're the flagship. Everybody looks to them for advice. Like the overseas stuff, all the factories, they're the one. They they dealt with all the problems before everybody else did. So when, like, because they did a Kickstarter, but everybody else was like, hey, what did you guys do to fix this problem? Like, Let it, let's show you. And they've been like really helpful. So there's a bunch of other figure lines that have come no, out like because the, of them. The Tesla of like toy companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Point, yeah, just, like, our patents are private. Like, how we just come in? And yeah, show they, you. they've been really awesome. And then like the, uh, we've had a little bit of communication with like their main sculptor. And uh, he has sculpted figures for the Star Wars Black, um, the new six-inch GI Joe line. Um, quite a few figures actually, like the GI Joe four-inch, like the uh, Rise of Cobra back then. Like he's done like a lot of design for that. And he started. He's like, hey, thanks for the the review. If you guys need anything? Let me know. And so that's it's pretty neat just getting my people that you know like that we're fans of to get back to us. It's been really neat. So. And something that's cool about them is they like the stuff they make isn't just soldiers. I mean, like, there's Acid Rain, which is another company, and their stuff's amazing. It's about a dystopian future where the rain is turned basically to acid, and it has this whole mech suit thing going on with robot cars you can wear. It's awesome. But, like, Boss Fight, they make, like, they made a deal with, uh, so they got Flash the, Gordon? Yeah, the Flash Gordon, like the, the so the sci-fi and the movie versions, they're doing, like, a four-inch figure line of Flash Gordon, the Phantom... Bucky O'Hare, um, Zorro. We're gonna be doing like a four-inch Zorro line. Like, all sorts of like just really cool figures that. Yeah, like history figures too. Like they they really are awesome. You should really check out if you like figures at all. You should look at Boss Fight Studios because like they're the amount of stuff they make. This just this the, the amount of different <coughs> stuff. I mean, you have Roman figures, knights, uh, gladiators, army figures. So like it's yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, that's a fun thing to do. I don't know. Cut Especially like, video. You like customizing, like, like painting and mix and matching parts and stuff. Like their stuff's interchangeable with a lot of other lines too. So like heads, arms, shoulders, like anything, like they come apart and mix and match. So but. customizing, great. Make figures of yourself if you want to. Really? Wow. Hear that? Make figures of yourself. Yeah. Wow. Fully articulated. I think we need. I mean, uh, generally speaking, yes. Lord Face Tat yeah, and the Moon cool. Baron figures. I'm just going to be honest, that, that figure's probably going to be more flexible than I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, as far as stuff, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, video-wise, we've, I don't know, we've got nine up now. 
Yeah, we're at nine. We've got a, I think the next, not next week, the week after, is the Armored Cats. I don't, what are those things called? Is that this week? Yeah. What are those things called? Uh, yeah, you have to look it up because I don't know yeah. what they're called. Anyway, basically what it was is, as a, it started as a joke. That Thundercats? some company, no. This company, and I don't know where the joke started, but it was basically the idea of taking house cats and weaponizing them. Oh. And then turning into the line of figures they are basically models, really? But why wouldn't you armor your? I mean, that's true. Why? Why exactly. wouldn't you? If you, have, have you, if you can put a mini cat on Have you seen, seen the three D printed cat armor? It's a thing, and it's cool. Nice. It, it just reminds me of the Russian movie Guardians, <clears throat> with the oh, bear yeah. with the minigun, dude. That's, my, that's like my dude. It's my favorite movie. Like the line, never go full bear mode. <laughs> Listen, I think you should always go full bear mode. Oh, yeah. Guardian. It's, so you know that movie's very for the fact of how good it looked. It's really underrated. Dude, that is so cool. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of, like, Zoids, but with cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before I pass this around, it's, it's Nikubusu Tenkomori by Bandai. So, I mean, it's... I mean, they're building... It was like a puzzle. Oh, gosh. Like, it was like... It took us, I don't know, like, 45 minutes to put together, man. It was as long as it was supposed to. Yeah, I mean... It was, <laughs> I thought it's totally <laughs> worth it, though. It's part of the fun, but it's, like... Yeah. It, it was pretty intense. You know, what, what was it the cat? Because it's, like, I would totally, like... Yeah, you can paint everything. What was I that was... 80s movie, uh, Robot Jocks? <laughs> you, you jumped in the robot thing and you went... And, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, I would totally paint my cat with, like, some armor and just be like... Oh, you could buy God, weapons that so fit your cool cat's personality. Cat. Like, <laughs> cat armor. I feel like my cat would be more like a melee cat, so, you know, maybe some, like, machetes on her arms right. or something like that. There's, a mace on her tail. There's quite a few. Some, like, some have guns, some have... Some have, like, have that, like... I don't know, but there's a couple that just have like hammer appendages. So there's a whole bunch of different ones. Like the one like we did is like the Lux one, so it has a lot of different <laughs> parts. Yeah. They make a whole bunch of different ones. It's I feel the like craziest thing I've ever seen. There needs to be a cat convention where people bring their cats in battle armor <laughs> and then they can get battle cat like that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Made putting out two sets of this for my cats. So oh, this sounds probably illegal, but what if you were able to do like <laughs> <laughs> Non-lethal version of like that armor and like you know like those robot wars, yeah, but with cats. So like you get you your mean cats cat to... fighting, <laughs> not <Yeah>. cat <laughs> fighting but with cats. I mean rooster like, fighting's fighting illegal, dog right, fighting's but, like, illegal, but cat fighting. But like Has with like tried cat fighting? actual <laughs> weapons. Not like actually oh, like cat cat with actual weapons. That's better. But, but non-lethal. I also like cat deathmatch. Okay. Dude, I feel though if you no, weaponized a bunch of cats, so like, oh, non-lethal non weapons. So like, so, so they it just oh. get crippled. I feel like no, it, no. It's so like like let's say like the armor falls off right now. <laughs> the armor falls off and your cat loses. Like cat sure. larping. Cat, cat larping. larping. Yes. Yeah. Thank no. you. Cat larping. Carping. It'd just be like a bunch of cats just laying there because they don't have they have stuff. <laughs> no, dude, you just throw in a bunch of catnip no, in there and then you just let it go. So you're gonna give them drugs before you make them beat each other up? <laughs> That's the only way. This is starting to sound like MMA. <laughs> only way to make it work. I'm pretty sure I just made the bottom no, pipe. You just cats. put a pile of catnip <laughs> out in the middle of the arena, monster. and it's a battle for the catnip. Now I feel if you weaponize cats and put them in an arena. The people in the most danger are probably going to be the other people in the See? arena. <laughs> here's the, here's so. the other, have you guys seen here's the other episode real... of Rick and Morty where like the dogs take over? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we just created that scenario. Here's <laughs> the real. Here's the real problem. Um, Everyone the, was worried about uh, AI. If, if the people don't die, if people don't die from cats going crazy, they're going to die from the puns. 
because I can't I can't imagine a, like a this battle shows a royale catastrophe. Sty- yeah, no, I can't imagine a battle royale style thing with twenty cats without one being named Katniss. Just saying, dude. Yeah. Like in the pay per view, yeah, it could be like called the Cataclysm. Yeah, so man, I'm, I'm gonna put this in the paper. You like me I'm pitching this. I guarantee, I guarantee Who are you, you pitching it to the police? True TV. <laughs> True TV will they'll, they'll put anything on. It's just listen. Yeah, we should better check we should record this. No, okay, first of all, the for the people who like funded and approved Tiger King will be the same people who will put on Battle Cats the TV show. Okay. So yeah, it'll just be a show about cats, drugs, and violence. Yeah, which I, I guess we can go ahead and get to the main episode. I think we've wasted enough time. Yeah, definitely. That's a pretty good, pretty good segue. Bit, is that enough, enough banter there? It's only a yeah, good no. segue if you don't mention that it's a segue. No, no it's, it's only a good segue, segue if Jake doesn't talk about it. I do it all the time, too. <laughs> That's why I do it. So I can ruin the fun. See? Yeah. No, you it's just crushed that segue. That was an awesome segue. <laughs> You're like, so we're going to segue now. That's even dumber. Maybe we're sponsored by Segway. You're so. forgiven, Steve. I just haven't. No, seen Steve, Jake you're fine. We'll play with Jake. <laughs> we'll blame Jake. He's got to face uh, that, you know. Yeah. So that's true. It's his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, do we have anybody in here that's an expert on the comic industry? Yeah, Mike. <laughs> you're yeah. a comic. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah. The funny thing is, is I have never, before probably two years ago, read a comic in my entire life. I was never a comic book kid growing up, never an action figure kid. I was always more into dump trucks and cars and playing cops and stuff like that. And lo and behold, here I am, years and years down the road, writing a comic book and podcast, or I guess, or, or, what would you call it? Would you call that a podcast or is it like an audio drama? Audio drama. Audio drama, yeah, writing an audio drama. And uh, we always wanted it to be a comic book or, you know, whatever, and we never found a talented enough artist to do it. And Jake introduced me to Alexa and... Boom! Match was made, and now we are writing comic books. So what we're what we're talking about? Steve and I have talked about this a little bit. You know, we're uh, business neighbors, right? Right. And so, you know, we we I'd pop over and not buy comics. You know, sad day. <laughs> Darn! What did I do during quarantine? Not read comics, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. And so, like, we we talked about things and like. You know, we, we laughed at Matt's like stock of Funko Pop a little bit too, and how that went down. I was really sad about that actually, but it is I wasn't odd that they have so many properties and they have that problem. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. But so they got anyways, so a conversation a conversation that came up was like how bad COVID was affecting the comic books industry, and then hence this episode. So I guess really the man. The dude, the person who should be taking this over, would be Steve. I guess you kind of lead this conversation. The Lord gives you permission. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that seems weird because I think it's an appointed title, but whatever. Um, <laughs> as, I mean, as far as a thing like comic books, I mean, if you print your own, then it doesn't count. I didn't. Well, okay. I don't know, like comic books just in general. Like, this point, it's a weird place, man. And like we were talking about the other day, Jake. The moves that we've seen both Marvel and DC make are very... Neither one of them was clean in a situation. And, like, I think for most stores, the few that have gone out of business already, because there's been a handful of, like, long-time companies that are done, 
part of it is because of the way their company was set up. They were in the rears to diamond owing money for books they'd already gotten and hadn't sold, and because of quarantine and how many months they were under, they couldn't recover. So like Colorado, so us, like where we're at, the whole comic stop and the quarantine sort of happened at the same time. So like it wasn't the worst for us this first month and a half of being shut down for stuff. The real problem is going to be like once we get to June and July, whether people can come back with everybody being, I mean, the amount of people that were laid off and the amount of people that were on furlough or at this point on unemployment, depending where you land on unemployment, maybe you're better off. I mean, depending who you are. But which is still bad because In the end of the day, it's still probably. So like, as a thing, there's no real win there. So it's more a matter of whether the economy returns where it keeps stores like us open or not. And like, I don't know, man. As far as like bad moves or questionable moves, I mean, Diamond's an evil organization because they're a monopoly. And that's hard to not be that, but all the contracts they built back whenever there were multiple distributors is why they are what they are. So with that in mind, I mean, they managed to create a loophole with this whole shutdown that some companies have decided to exploit a little bit. And that might work better for us. I mean, we talked about it on another podcast. It might make things better. But it, so far it hasn't, and it seems like everybody's just exactly the same match. So, like, the two new companies that showed up for DC Comics is Luna, Lunar, no, Luna, 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 and then USC. And they're both actually big comic book companies that just, this is part of their company. And we've argued about it before, I mean, Josh, about them being separate companies, but when you see Sam's and Walmart, are they the same? I mean, technically they are, right? I mean, they, they are because Sam's Club is owned by the Walmart family. Right. It's so that same umbrella, one's the handle, one's the umbrella. Same the, corporation. Same right. corporation, but at the end of the day, they're running off of separate Two bank oper- accounts. Separate right. operating companies of True. the same corporation. Regardless, the same the one person makes all the money from both. Right. So they're still connected the same way. And that's the same problem with, with Luna, which is actually Midtown Comics in New York. And USC is, gosh, I think they're DCBS, which is a terrible batch of letters, if you think about it. Which I want to see is, I think they're Florida, but I don't know that. I don't know enough about them to know that. Mm-hmm. Luna, the other company that's USC. I, they, I think they are from Florida. Um, I think so. Are they distributing for DC as well? Yes. So there's two new distributors for DC and Diamonds. Now there's three. So DC has all three companies, depending where you're located, in the state terms, whether you have USC or Luna. So, as a thing, it's an option. So, as a store, you can try to make the decision and choose if you want to use something other than Diamond, which at some point might create a good uh, battle between the companies to keep you. So far, it hasn't. Um, I see more worry from that just because of how both those companies work. And, like, that's, I mean, we can talk about that too, I guess, if you want. Yeah, because from my understanding, Diamond has a very known reputation for being pretty vindictive. I mean, I don't want to mention Hastings, but a lot... Hastings was... A lot of Hastings' issues of being going bankrupt was their fault, you know? They could have closed down stores, looked at the ones that were profiting, and then, like, keep those stores open and slowly reopen more. But also because they were kind of trying to... I don't want to say get away from Diamond. They are trying to break up with Diamond. And the Diamond being the vindictive girlfriend was just like, where's, where's my money? Now, the, you know, because they had credit on Diamond. Right. In the moment that they were trying to leave, 
you know, Diamond sent them the bill, and Hastings can pay up. Now, and some of the same stuff, remember Borders, right? Well, Borders is partially why Tokyo Pop closed, because Borders owed Tokyo Pop a lot of money, and then Borders decided to close, and Tokyo Pop couldn't collect. And then Tokyo Pop sold a bunch of their characters, they quit being a company for a while. Now they're back, sort of, but some of the big-name companies, or big-name characters, aren't with them anymore. And it's because of how much money Borders owed them. And while money on paper is fine, and doesn't necessarily matter to get paid because it looks good on paper, when it came known that Borders was going to shut down, that just killed the other company because of how much debt they had owed to Tokyo Pop. Similar thing with, with Hastings. I mean, Hastings was trying to find anything to keep themselves open, which makes sense because in the digital age, movies, music, everything becomes a different kind of nightmare, for, especially for a company like that. Right, but Hastings, at least in our town, was thriving. Like, I know yeah, I, when Hastings fine, open, yeah. I was going there Mar three or four times a week to, yeah. to rent Montrose too. But what I wrote down, I think I heard one of Montrose was doing really they well. Were. And like, I went there for my figures because they were selling the Marvel Legend figures. Right. They, they had pop figures. You know, and a lot of those like weird accessory-like one-off collectibles sure. that you really couldn't get at Walmart, right? Oh, yeah. They were available at Hastings. Right. And now it's just like... D&D books, man. They, they had D&D books. Yeah, so they... Mm -hmm. Yeah, as far as products they carried, they carried a lot of different products. But kind of like what you said, once they started bleeding, the company didn't cut off the arm, to, to cut off the hand to save the arm. They just kept bleeding. And eventually they got so far in debt, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Diamond. I mean, they owed Diamond over a million dollars. That's a million dollars well, of product that got in the store and never paid for. I think they could easily have made that money back. Like, with all the product that Hastings had, you know, they were easily making that back within probably three months. So they could have paid Diamond back. They just mismanaged their money so bad. Oh, yeah. The company as a whole did. But, the, long story short, Diamond is known for being very vindictive. They are a hard company to work with, and they do have... Like, we've done fairly okay with them, but even even we have arguments every week about damaged product. And, like, maybe my damage line, their damage line is slightly different, but as a thing, I want my people, you guys, to get the best versions of the books you can get. Aw. I mean, but that's true. I think, I think that's the moral of the story here, <clears throat> is giant corporations taking over stuff is almost... It's the forbidden treasure. It's the cookie jar that you shouldn't reach your hand into when you're a small guy. Like we've decided, we're not going to go big, big, big. Can I hold myself to that? If three years from now you're they're, they're that big, right, right. I mean, can I hold myself to that? If Fox comes through and says, "Hey, we want to give you twenty million dollars to make a movie of this," and now they own the rights, I mean, I can't say. I will. I'll, 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 I'll sell out. But I'll, I'll try not to. But but I think we're seeing this over and over again. And, and you guys, I mean, I don't know any of this stuff. I'm basically getting a lesson right now. Sure. But this is the same crap I'm hearing from stuff that I do know, like the video game industry. Look at look at the tragedy that happened to Mass Effect. You know. Okay. So uh, yeah, we had some technical issues. So if any of this is repeated, sorry. But there uh, wasn't technical issues. Oh, Steve was... hurt your feelings. You cried and you left. Well, and Matt had to make you feel better. Matt does give excellent hugs. The like a, <laughs> it's like a non-furry like non bear. But, but, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of... Anyway. What we were talking Dude, about was you just... Should, uh, you should cosplay the shirtless bear fighter. <laughs> <laughs> the corporate... The corporate evilness. And I don't... You know, it just... Whenever companies, they start to get to that point where they move into giant corporations, the giant corporations start funding them, we start seeing this uh, degradation in the story or in 
its love to the fans or its, I guess, its want to make something that's truly amazing gets overtaken by what's profitable, what can we market, what's the one symbol, the one thing that we can just constantly pump out and get money off of over and over again until people are so sick of it, then we throw it in a recycling bin and find somebody else. And, and you know, we see that everything from video games like Mass Effect, and we see it to, uh, you know, even music, you know, in the music industry. I mean, as far as the whole, like, COVID thing, though, I don't know if Diamond's 100% necessarily to blame. Like, honestly, I, th- I think what is to blame here is the media's egregious like misuse and mishandling of of information and the uneducated closures you know handled by our our government like let's 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 be honest right are there really enough people going in and out of comic books and like here's here's the thing i'm not i'm going to go on this little rant just for a short bit bit to make my point you have all these people who like suffer from depression and anxiety and all this stuff and they use fandom in order to like you know, medicate themselves and, and handle their or their stuff. And long story short, it's just like they deemed a liquor store to be open, but Steve, who provides a service that's one healthy, educational, and helps people be connected to other people for the sake of like actually benefits them, he has to shut down because people decided to one fear monger and two not do proper education like. Le- like legitimately, let's be honest. If someone's like coughing all over these books and damaging his products, do you really think he's gonna like let people stay in there? No, heck no. Like no. that's yeah. if he did, I'm sorry, he's a, he's a he's an idiot. Be a bad businessman and bad in general. Right. So it's just like to me, it's just like this misuse of information and educational decision making. I think has put the comics book industry in like a weird tight spot because it's just like not only did Steve suffer but people are suffering emotionally and mentally and I'm not saying like comic books could save your life but I'm comic sure they books have. could save your life right? and like here's the thing people have died from depression they've died from anxiety they, they've killed themselves because like this quarantine and honestly it was an unnecessary closure and I think it's going to affect the comic book industry in a negative way because now companies like Marvel and DC are going to say like I don't really need distributors I really don't need these small shops I could just have them come get their fix from me directly you know and we talked a little bit about that yeah, in, like, in the shop we were talking the other day like I do feel like Marvel's and this is nothing to do with Diamond I mean Diamond's made a lot of just to end that part for a second Diamond's done a lot of good things to try to help they started a bunch of like not GoFundMe things but a bunch of uh Relief, relief fund things. And I try to struggle to remember what they call the first two, but they've done that and they're doing a big motion to be like a back in business kind of motion that they're trying to push, which is supposed to result in like handouts and things that are promotional to try to help stores. I'm sure the bigger stores will be better, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like we were, like the whole thing we were talking about with the cutting out the industry in general. I mean, a good example is, and I, I like this book, so it makes it more angry for me, but. But Hawkeye, Freefall, as an example. Right. Good story. I mean, we reviewed the first issue on our show. It gets good. Art's good. Story's good. Um, it has... It's a six-part miniseries. Issue four came out. At this point, there is no plans to print issue five or issue six. 
Not because the series was canceled, although they have hinted that, oh, we were going to cancel it anyway, everybody. But the sales numbers weren't bad. I mean, they sold... The, the book itself got second printed for issue one. Issue two didn't get second printed, but generally speaking, issue one orders are always heavier. Issue three got second printed. Issue four didn't, but that's two out of the four that had to go back to press because people still wanted copies. And now you're not printing five and six, but you can get it digitally. So if you want to finish the story, you either go buy it digitally or hope they make a trade in six months. And then buy the trade. Thus buying the same books twice but to you get, get two books. But you can't buy the issue. No. Which is which is dumb because it's like if you like the single issues and you go after the runs right. or the covers or to physically have to have a complete run, they're they're basically saying <laughs> No. Well, are comic book, you know, comic book fans are they even interested in digital copies? I'm a big Magic: The Gathering fan, and I've, I've had friends go, "Hey, let's play MGT online." No. Right. So, like, you know, I want the cards. I want mm-hmm. them in here, my hand. Here, here's the thing: as a fan, I like I like having a hard copy for my collection. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like to read it once and then put it away, and let it build up its value. Yes, I'm that guy. But the digital is nice because you can go back and read it. But you can also like share it with your friends and stuff like that. So it's like there are benefits to the digital, but it's like if you're someone who likes to do a weekly pool or buy comics frequently, you want you you want the you want the physical copy. Right. Like the digital is just the it's the whipped cream on top of your shake. You know, it's like if it doesn't come with it, you're not gonna be like, oh, where's my whipped cream? It's like right. Unless you're a loser. Any real book, any book. Well, it's like the real thing is just better. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, it's almost more. I think it's almost more kind of like video games, where like. It's very similar, like you could, so if, uh, if I want to show my sister, like, hey, here's this game, you should check this out, this is awesome, like, I can go, hey, this book's awesome, you can check this out, but if I have a digital, I can be like, here's my phone, you can look at it for five minutes, <laughs> Right. that's it though, because I want it back. Like, for an example, I guess I'll just ask Josh this, so it's like, Josh, I can give you the entire series of The Death of Wolverine digitally, or I can give you, like... Issue number one, the full like foil cover. Which one would you rather have? Hard copy for sure. Yeah, because the, co- the foil cover was freaking sick. I won't, I won't, like to review books. We get early releases of books digitally, and like I struggle with that. Like I can, I mean, I'm a fast reader. Like I can sit and read like three or four books, but the time it takes him to read one, but I can like sit and just read it because when, I'm careful with it. But when, it, but when I'm reading it digitally, I'm just like I struggle with it. If, if like you're scrolling, you're kind of, eh, or even if it's on your computer, what it still it bothers me. Like. I like to be able to touch it, like flip back and forth, and just feel it, smell it, just be a part of it. And it's like, it's kind of like music. Like, I mean, if there's something I'm not sure of, and I like listen to it digitally, I'm like, oh, it's all right. But ultimately, like, I'll pay for a digital download of something, and then I'll buy the vinyl because I want both. Like, I want it immediately with it, like digitally. And if I have to order the vinyl, then I get it physically, and I can touch it and feel it and put the record on. Like, right. I do both. That's just me. And that's <clears throat> that's a good point because the digital should be like the the bonus. And like, here's the thing. The only time I use digital is if I'm getting tattooed or like I'm on like a long car ride, that, or I have to like that's that's literally it. Like I have I take books with me in my bag. You know I have the mistress book that you just sold me like on my desk right now, so it's, I can it's have good, my right? daily reading. Have you gone through it at all? I've peeked at it. I'm, it's, it's good. I want to wait to like calm down. With you, but dude, I'm so like I peeked through <laughs> it. And I'm like, dude, I love it. I know this is a rabbit hole, but he suggested. Sorry, I love the artwork. It reminds me of Del Toro's. Uh, Makeup style for like oh, Ken's yeah. Labyrinth and like Hellboy, and I'm like, dude, I'm so for this. The color palette's beautiful. I took a risk, and man, it was 
Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be a good toilet reader too. Oh, for sure. You had something like. Yeah. Oh sorry. yeah, no, just uh, talking about you know the difference between digital copies and and hard copies, and that's kind of where this could seem like a shameless plug, but that's kind of where our direction. Shameful plug. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I called it out, so it would be shameful, wouldn't it? Um, that's cool. But that's that's kind of what we're doing is we're coming out with the hard copy comic that people could have in their hands and hold and they can, you know, read and store and whatever they want to do with it. But we also have the digital copy that is basically the whole scripted, voice acted, sound effects, all that stuff with it. And we're trying to just reach every medium of people, you know. Do you like comic books? You know, like me, I was never a big comic book person, but I'll listen to a podcast. Heck yeah, I love the old tiny radio shows and stuff like that. You know, but other people may not be that big into it. Like Matt, I know he's a comic book fanatic. You know, he loves comic books. Oh, yeah, I do. And there's going to be people who want all of them, you know. And I think that's one thing that we're kind of seeing coming in this new digital age where people are going, okay, well, we can completely cut costs if we just go to digital <clears throat> and people can just go that route whether they like it or not. They want to stick with the series. They'll do it. They'll do it anyways. Right. And we've talked about that before as far as the one replacing the other. The issue we're having right now is that Marvel is trying to force the issue. Right. Because if you want to get the rest of it, well, your only option is to go buy a digital or wait for maybe a trade. Now, granted, in the more recent years, everything has been collected. But lately, we've been seeing some stuff not get collected. Right. And, like, well, I kind of support that simply because if you want the media to survive, you have to buy the books. If you're going to wait for a trade... If that trade never happens, well, that might teach you a lesson. Yes, we're going to come maybe to the question of is, you know, our comics ever going to go the way of most books? You know, is everything going to become digital eventually? Honestly, if they become digital, I think it will kill the industry. I legitimately 100% believe the moment the comics decide to go digital, it will destroy the industry. And it honestly, I, I feel like COVID has kind of set the present precedent for that. Sure. You know, harm the industry for sure. Yeah, I don't think it'll kill it because I know there are a lot of people who read digital books. Steve will go out of business. I promise you, we might as as well have a funeral for him now, tonight, instead. And we'll just tie it, we'll put him on a nice pile stick, we'll light him on fire, we'll do it the right way. But we've seen the giant industries do this. You know, me being from the music industry, We've seen this happen. I mean, right. we, we went from the age of you went to a multi-million dollar studio, paid thousands of dollars to get your record cut, then you yeah. sold your hard copies of your shows, and you worked your butt off, and people eventually got to know who you are. Now you just record something in your bedroom at home, you don't even have to have a full band, and yeah. you throw it up on SoundCloud, or Facebook, whatever, pay to, you know, pay to get it out there, pay to play at shows. And we've seen the music industry go completely to, there's not even really a point, I read an article the other day, is there really a point to making albums anymore? Just release songs as they come out, you know, because no one's really buying albums anymore. No one's even buying songs. They're, 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 they they pay their Spotify premium and they just get 0.2 cents per play. I think it depends on the music you listen to. I think, you know, I grew up in the hardcore punk and just, like, scene, so it's just like, to me, it's like, it's always about the album. I was about the album, it's always the hardcover, like, all my friends, you know, like... I've always done that, you know, like Brian was just telling me Death Star's gonna <clears throat> do something new, you know, and it's like I'm already looking forward to like getting the vinyl for that. It's just I, I think it depends. Like if, if my you're car doesn't even have a CD player anymore. Right, but so it's like yes, I understand that part, but it like for for rap and hip hop I understand release just songs, right? Like if you wanna be pop in general radio, cool do that. But I think there are other sex in music and there are industries that require hard copies and 
comics are the hard copy industry. And I, I think, again, the media and... I don't think Marvel... I don't think... I still think Marvel would be foolish not to go online There's no way. I don't like DC would either. DC is very foolish, by the way. But they're, like, trying to spread their shows on, like, three different platforms right now. Uh... But, but I, I don't I, think they're that stupid. I do. I do see though, because of COVID, Marvel saying like, "Why are we paying a third-party company to send our comics? Why don't we do it ourselves?" And then marking up those prices because, hey, we were paying these guys. Now you're going to pay us, but because you're paying us directly, we're Marvel. You want you want our right, our brands? Then cool, pay us protection money, or we're going to come and break your legs. That's, uh, and that's kind of what, what Diamond's gotten away with for a lot of years, and that's that was my side of the argument with Steve, like, over the, the last few weeks, is, like, so Diamond Distribution, Marvel, DC, Image, everybody gives their books to Diamond, and then Diamond ships them to a comic book store. The comic book store pays the shipping. It's not like Amazon, where you get it for free. Like, he pays the freight cost. That's true. So it's, like, basically Diamond's getting the, the books and putting them in a box and putting them on a truck and they're getting paid from Marvel on one end and they're also getting paid from the store on the other end so they're basically just a middleman that's getting a ton of money to just put it on a truck well, what's this, what's, so literally what's happening here is you're an Italian restaurant owner and you're paying Don Falcone to keep you safe from his own men <laughs> that's exactly what's going on here like, this is a classic street level crime Batman storyline and they did it so well for so long that it wasn't really... But now, as time goes on, though, it's like... Especially in a time like this when there's an actual pause in the industry because everybody's like, let's, let's not print anymore for like two months because nobody can pay for these things. Let's stop. Let's not ship books. Let's just wait. And then DC, I think, kind of is like, well, let's just do it ourselves. It'd be easier. And my argument was like, if this goes this way, Marvel sees that DC's being successful in that way, why not? It could lower prices for the shipping aspect of it. It could like it would cost DC and Marvel less money to but ship the books, so it cost more though. Would it though? What's, what's I, the stuff from promise, going to Amazon? I promise you. If, I if promise there's three or four though. different distribution companies and they're they're ju- you know juggling with one another, like wouldn't that necessarily bring the cost down? Well, like, not really, because then Marvel's got to buy more. They they have to hire more employees. They they have to bring on more people to handle all this stuff, right? And so like. The shipping may be less, but the cost per volume of book will go up more, right? So like, let's say let's say oh, they do this for Empire, right? Uh, I buy a book from you typically like for what four dollars and fifty cents. Depends on the size of the book. Three ninety nine or four ninety nine is the base cover and then tax. So we'll say we'll say five. It's so about five bucks, sure. Right. So we'll say five dollars. But right? the printing company is already sending it to Diamond though. So why wouldn't the printing company just send it straight to Amazon? It, it's all about it's yeah. all about employees at the end of the day, right? So. So you hire a few more employees to put them in a box and ship, ship it straight to the comic book store instead of right. sending to Diamond and then Diamond ships it. It's just like, it's like this massive funnel and then back out. They're, they're it's like, just, why couldn't they just ship it they, straight? They would overcompensate them because they're like, oh, well, we have to pay them insurance and handling fees. So like, ins- I, I agree shipping would be less, but in order to like take advantage, right, Disney's own, Marvel's owned by Disney. Right. I like Disney, right? Their business practices aren't always the best. But I could see them saying, like, okay, now the books we normally send you are $5. Well, now they've got to be $6 because we're handling the stuff ourselves and we're making it more convenient for you. A convenience fee, right? We did the same thing in, like, when I was, you know, working higher up in T-Mobile. We did the same thing all the time, right? Like, we would buy a couple iPhones for 
$1,200, we thought we'd get you guys for eight, right? And then we, after like, you know, iPhone and all that, decided like, we were making money on phones, what did we do? We increased the prices of our plan, even though it cost us nothing to do that. And, and the only reason why I'm making this argument is because like, I've seen it in the cellular industry, and I could see it easily becoming transparent or transferable, that method, to the comic industry. But in the food industry, though, it's just like, if there's five companies that are selling chicken, and this company charges you to ship it to you, and this company doesn't, you're going to go with the one that doesn't cost, like, charge you to ship it to you. So it's just like, eventually, like, if a m multiple people are like, well, they're going to order more books for me if I charge less shipping, I see that I, that could possibly be a benefit overall. That's the way I look at it. I agree. For perceived, it would be. But as a consumer, who has to pay now $6 for a book. I don't think I'll buy as many books from Steve. You know, it's like where I could maybe buy like five or six, you know, for but my full month. not necessarily. It's just like, I see what you're saying, but like, let's say DC Comics is like, it's a $4 book, and of that, like, he pays whatever percentage he pays, and the rest of it goes to the artist and this and this and this. Diamonds take me a cut. So why wouldn't, you pay, why wouldn't you pay your own people over paying a whole separate company to do that? Well, and for the more talking Actually, about... That's, I didn't, there's... Okay, the moral agreement, I think... As a fan, if I knew my artist, Mark Brooks, was getting more, he keeps talking over Mike. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and it goes back to kind of what we're talking about, you know, with giant corporations. Do they care at a certain point how much he has to pay for a comic or how much you pay to go into his comic book store? They don't care. You know, if, if, if these giant corporations cared, you know, Mass Effect would still be a genre that's still doing amazing and they'd still be pumping out games, but everyone's basically abandoned them. And the company, it, the fans are screaming at the top of their lungs, here's how to fix this. You do this, and we'll buy 10 trillion copies tomorrow. And the company's going, no, nah, I don't care. It's just, it's just like hardcore bands. Okay, like, if they put out their record on iTunes, it's just digital. All, they have to, all somebody has to do is upload it, and it's there, and you're paying $15 or $12 for it. Or they're selling the vinyl for the exact same price, and you're getting a physical copy, and they put a digital download in the record itself. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just get the physical copy? Like right. I don't, it, you know. It's ultimately it's like you're, it's the having, it's owning something. It's like it's like the action figure situation. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna charge you five dollars to have this picture of an action figure. That's the way I look at it. It's like, I don't I don't want just a picture of a comic book. I want to hold a comic book in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I just. And there is something magical about it because again, coming from a guy who's never been a comic book fan. I was more psyched than I could imagine when we first got that comic book printed out and I held it in my hands and I saw it with you know, our story and Alexis' artwork and I was like, this is this is so much cooler than the podcast we put together. This is so much cooler than the songs that we're writing that go with this kind of... It, it was, there, was, there is something magical about I, I that. Think another thing too, to add on to that, that what I don't think like bigger corporations, Diamond, DC, Marvel aren't thinking about is like it goes beyond from just like the readers having it in the collection. It goes on to the convention, right? So, like, without physical copies of books, it destroys the convention, which, let's be honest, makes them a ton of money. So, like, let, let's... Steve and I, right? Our podcast, we've got connections with Mark Brooks and stuff like that. And so, he's a pretty cool guy. And it's like, we, we made a point to, like, have some of our books from Secret Empire. If we didn't have that digital copy, I don't know if we would have made... We might have. But if, like... Uh, Capullo, he's a better example. I don't. If I didn't have a physical copy of Batman Dam, I don't think I would have gone out of my way to go talk and meet with Capullo, right? Because it's just like 
I don't have anything to do. Like, what am I going to do? Like, hi, how was lunch? Right. Lunch was great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to meet you. Um, Here's a t-shirt. Do you, want, do you want to digitally sign my iPads? Right. Um, I would hope. I would really hope. And I I really do believe this. And I think that Marvel and DC and most of the bigger comic book companies aren't stupid. Like, they know that even though they may make a little bit more money in the short run, and they're not going to keep business if they... If they shut down no, the vast majority of people, the customers want the hard copies. I mean, they gotta know that. Like, they can't not. You would think so, but I think this is a test, and it's a test caused because of the panic of COVID. I mean, there's a lot of tests going on right now with this so whole thing. I, I guess yeah, the next really. question would be is like, what are the effects? <clears throat> we, we, I guess we've talked about what what's happening, like the theoretical of sure. what could happen because of COVID. So I guess what we need to do is talk about what's happening now in the comic book industry of COVID. And what's kind of been like the immediate effects of it? Okay. What you've seen in the industry, like how's it affecting artists? It's not just fans; <laughs> like the fans matter, but like what's happening to artists? Sure. And storylines, because we can talk about distribution, distribution. right? Different, different kind of thing, yeah. Distribution, distribution. all day, mm-hmm. right? But like, let's. What, yeah. what about like the actual industry, like the people that are involved in it? Because I think they matter. Oh, they're a little bit more. They're, they're a pretty big part of it. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> But yeah, as far as like artists, the way we understand it, people from both DC and Marvel, as far as employees and artists, have been told to stop working and bachelor were furloughed from Marvel. As far as who, don't know. As far as whether it was just in-house people, also don't know. But what I can tell you about that part of things is there's a whole lot of artists, friends I have, that I see them once or twice a year, depending on what comic book show I go to, and a lot of them make their money at those shows. And a lot of them at this point are really pushing their commission work pretty hard, but it's because everything else has stopped. You know, my buddy Sanford Green, amazing artist, fantastic guy. His commission work at this point, he's been trying to keep that as busy as possible because of everything else stopping. And another, Skylar Petridge, fantastic artist also. She's got the same problem. Lady in New Mexico, she's great. But she's taken to doing, trying to do commission work online simply because she's a higher, she's a will-to-hire artist. Meaning she doesn't work for Marvel, she doesn't work for DC. For her gun. Yeah. So, I mean, she's done work for uh, Black Mass Studios covers, and she did a book recently called Relics of Youth for, oh gosh, I don't remember the name of the company. I guess it doesn't matter. Look up Relics of Youth if you care. Which you should, because she's awesome. Anyway, so for them, like, it's just like everyone else got laid off, except the difference being that if you're from a corporation, you got laid off, you collect unemployment. If you're hired gun, well, they did do some stuff for gig workers, if you get into the program for it, but it's not this, quite the same as the unemployment line. And since your employment is based on yourself, well, it's it's a harder thing to land on, too. So, while there is a bridge there from the government a little bit, it's not quite as easy to get to. In unemployment, if you had to file for it, it's not really that easy either. So, like... Stack-wise, that part's rough for both for all of them. As far as like books are concerned, I mean, Hawkeye and whole slew of books are not going to get finished. They're going to get digitaled. Um, we had a whole bunch of books pushed back. As far as release is concerned, like Marvel, and I do like the way Marvel did it. They're doing staged releases. So next next week, nothing comes out for Marvel because they're not back to releasing yet. Um, Save the digital, which you know we talked about that. On the 27th, we have six books coming out, regular books. Um, Spider-Man, Avengers, 
Oh, I had this memorized three or four days ago, and now I don't remember what the other four were. Anyway, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so there's a handful of books coming out that week. The following week in June, a batch of trades are coming out. So depending on what story you are, whether you were in the trades or not, determines whether you got anything. The third week, we have another batch of six books coming out, normal books. So through June, it's going to be like one week on, one week off, one week on, one week off, depending on how many trades you carry as a store. Which I think that makes it a little easier for people to try to get back in, as far as if you have been in a situation where you're currently laid off or trying to live through the whole unemployment thing, you don't have a 30 books that come out the same week because April had nothing come out. Um, DC's pushing a little different. I mean, with the two new distributors, we had five books come out two weeks ago. Last week, I want to say seven, I think. Don't quote me on that, I don't remember. Whereas this week, books are coming out from DC um, with Diamond and the other two distributors. So they should be back on regular par probably the end of June. Marvel's saying they should be back to normal end of July, supposedly. But there's a whole slew of books in the middle that got canceled. And ultimately, the people that worked on those books still got paid for them. But like you said, the residuals, the ones that did get canceled, if they don't get printed, and we don't have conventions for them to try and make money on the backside at, a lot of that, it's just like being a server in the, in the restaurant industry. A lot of your money is tips. Same thing for comic industry. I mean, you go to convention as an artist, you're there to sell whatever book you worked on. If you're there because the company brings you, you're there to promote the book that you worked on. But at the end of the day, you're still there to sell art prints, comics, and signatures. If they're not happening, well, that's a big part of your paycheck that just doesn't exist. Right. And I want to add on to that. So it's like we have this huge massive amount of unemployment, right? So people aren't buying comic books. Right. And people are behind on things. So like you said, like July might be rough, and, and this is what scares me. Because of COVID, right. we have these people who don't have money, right? Because they don't have extra income, they don't buy comics. Oh, because they don't buy... Because they don't buy comics, books get canceled. Because books get canceled, artists lose their jobs. Because right. artists lose their jobs, they're not showing up to conventions. And conventions can't have people to book, so they kept the conventions. And this is like outside of like health aspect of like conventions closing. Right. Like I, it, it seems like a slippery slope and like an exaggerated one, but it's definitely like it's easily to be like it can happen. Like that's how crazy this is. It's gotten so it's just like I. I feel because if people aren't buying comics because they don't have money to buy comics because we're not opening up our economy I think it can cause smaller shops like cause here's the thing Mile High is great Midtown is great you know Jamestown Bob Secret Stash are great they'll always survive because they have other avenues that are making them a ton of money than weekly releases the small right. guy which should matter your favorite hometown comic book shop which comic book the industry's always been saying Support your local comic book shop, which is the small guys. Right. Has like kind of set this thing up inadvertently that it has set it up for that for you guys to fail. Right. Really, because it's just like luckily our town. I think you'll be fine because it'll be tight. Right. But I think our town will be fine. But well, really, who else is in your town? Right. Yeah. The thing but, with that though, when you, when you think about comic books. As far as, like, the industry's concerned, you can say, well, there's only one store for the next two hours or four-hour drive, but all the competition is online yeah. because you can pull out your phone and buy anything in my store. It's more a matter of the kind of shopper you are. If you want the feeling, 
you want the experience. You want to be around the books. You want to smell the books. You want to yeah, I, get that feel. That's the only thing we give them. I meant that only referring to the people yeah. who want to go into the store. Sure. Right. But so, like, yeah. my, again, my point is, like, because of oh, this is, like, the most dangerous part, I feel like COVID is affecting the comic book industry because it's just, like, it broke one hand and cut off another. So it's just, like, your broken hand could still function, but it's sure. so much harder to feed yourself now because of <laughs> Right, yeah. So people don't have money, right? Right. We can talk about stimulus all we want, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about people don't have money because they're panic buying to stay alive. Right. And now they're not buying comics. And because they're not buying comics, they're putting people out of jobs. They're stopping artists. They're canceling books. They're stopping projects. You know, let's say, like, Empire... Let, let's let's say Empire only has the first three issues done. Right. How do we know that Empire just doesn't get canceled for three issues? Either? We don't even get the rest of that story, and all those people that were working on this project for months lose their jobs, and we don't get Empire yet. Right. That could easily have been a good like staple for all the guests, like the cover artists and stuff like that, to make money at conventions. But because conventions are like, well, we can't hire you as an artist because it's like your books were canceled. Right. Or Marvel's like, well, we can't, we didn't make that much money on comics, so we can't go to conventions. It's just not worth our time. Right. And in a drastic thing, unfortunately, series of events, COVID kills the comic book industry because they weren't comic source work. You, because the small guy, you, weren't allowed to be open and cater to the fans. Like I, I'm gonna flat out say this, and it might be an egregious claim, but I think it's the smaller shops that keep the industry alive, like, flat out. But even, but even a place like Midtown used to be a small shop, so like it did. Midtown just Midtown did something before anybody else did it. They figured out the online set sales quicker and better and more efficiently than anybody else, and that's why they've grown so much. And it's like, so I mean, good on them. And that's why I think DC approached them to like, hey, you guys are doing something right. So how are you doing this so efficiently? You guys want to work together, and I think Midtown was like, "Sure, let me show you how to do it." So they started this new entity called Luna. I mean, it's it's still still in its early phases. Like, I mean, I think it could be good if they do it right, but it could also be really horrible and like a waste of time as well. Who knows? But I mean, you know, there's not really corporate comic book stores. So I mean, and ordering online for something—it's just like going down to like a local record store, like. Sometimes I know exactly what I want, and they don't have it, and that's that's understandable. And like, but I'll order it directly from the band. Like, you can't do that with comic books. You can't order it directly from the artist. But sometimes I just want to go and browse. I just want to go and be like, oh, what's there? You know, like what what's new? What's this? What is this? What is that? And I and I think that that's you can't do. I can't just browse online. And you're like, oh, that's a neat picture. Like, so hopefully, I mean, if they can get like the books start to come out again and people can like get, go back to work and have money again but ultimately it's just like oh I'm not working and my job that I'm doing is farming so that a restaurant can't get food and I don't have any money so I can't go buy anything so it's just like a whole super horrible endless like circle it's just a, a horrible so, like, yeah. I don't know I think there's also a lot of people as well that have the opposite the opposite happen so I'm, I'm gonna be I'm having the opposite happen um, I've been working every day, but they still gave me money. So I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go spend some money, and I can see a lot of people. Right, but like, so like because you thought Steve was closed, that money that you had, did you spend that Steve or did you buy 
I just, I, well, I, I haven't spent that money <laughs> That's yet, a actually. Trick question. <laughs> I, I loaded it. Look Steve in the eye and tell him. And tell him. Tell him. He what was there just, just a minute ago. He's fine. Hey, hey, hey. We're I, supposed to make him feel bad. I have a consistent stack, sir. <laughs> you calm down. It's true. It's true. Matt's, Matt's a good customer. I can speak from the other end, uh, but the comic, I mean, our big thing is uh, we're hoping those Comic Cons start opening back up mass oh, yeah. people and stuff because we. We had just, as a you know, uh, publisher or not publisher, but a uh, group, group, you know, writing this comic and coming out with uh, the music and everything to it. We kind of planned it like a wall of death. You know, we were coming at you hard, and you're going to be hitting show after show after show. Comic books coming for the next week, and then we're going to mass print them. Well, then this thing happened and took all of that and literally just threw it in the trash can. We literally had a show with Power Man 5000 that got canceled. You know, a week before, three days before it happened, and, and uh, you know, no, I, I know that we are doing okay because we have a lot of benefits. Like we own our own recording studio, we own our own printing press, we own you know all these things that. But I mean, I couldn't imagine if we were paying for all this. You know, imagine if we would have paid for three hundred comic books and the hopes of going to the uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con and selling a bunch of them and selling T-shirts and this and that. And now that's not happening. You know, right now we're just kicking rocks and kind of bummed out. We can't make it to a Comic-Con this year to really get our name out there. But that's our really, that's what's really hitting us hard is that we're not going to get our name out there as quickly as possible. But if we'd have been money, we'd be hurting. This whole thing may be quashed. And, you know, gone is the company, gone is the comic, gone is the whole thing. Right, and that's, and that's kind of like what I wish would have happened is maybe make me a bad guy to say this, but I kind of wish that maybe the distributing companies and the fans and the stores kind of said, like, you know what, we're going to protest this whole thing, we're going to stay open and kind of just, like, keep the fandom going, even if under the, like, uh, speakeasy version, to safely keep the, the, the fandom alive, because it's, like, it's scary, because it's, like, it is very, very real possibility we could lose the fandom. Right? No. It's, it's, it's the gross, like, exaggeration, but, right. but here's the thing, I don't think I would have ever bought that book if it wasn't for the fact I can go inside a comic book store, browse around, and be like, I think I'm going to try something different today, pick something up and see. It's like, because here's the thing. If I'm going to shop online, I'm going to go with something I'm familiar with. I'm going to go with something that's safe. Sure, something you know. You know, something I know. And a lot of indie books in these, like, smaller companies... You never noticed. Die. Yeah. Right. So, I, I think it's like, I, I really wish that, like, even Diamond or all the stuff would have been like, you know what, we're still going to keep publishing, we're going to try to do it the most responsible way appropriate for this, and we're going to work with local governments or whatever it is in order to stay open, because you, we may not say comic books are a necessity, but I think as a mental health or educational necessity, I can make that argument. There sure. have been count, like, even schools, right, public school agree that comic books could help get kids who have reading problems to read and have a higher reading level than reading traditional books. It builds the desire to want to read, yeah. Exactly. So, like, it, you know, it's... There are people, kids who couldn't read. They pick up a comic book and then they have a higher reading level than everyone else in the class because of a comic book. So it's just like, why didn't we choose for this industry that has all these benefits to remain an essential service for moral... You know, emotional, mental, and educational meaning. Because the dinosaurs running this country don't see the right profit. With but it's okay. Books. You know, you need your Crown Royal and your Jim Bean because that's a necessity. Because we don't want 
alcoholics to have withdrawal. Like, they made me sound like a, a little bit of a, a douche canoe, but like, let's just be honest. No, that's exactly how that works. Maybe across. if you have that type of addiction, <laughs> this not having access to it might do you a little bit. Sweat it out, pal. Spend your money on comics and get a healthy addiction. Are you do saying it for the that podcast. it's healthier to, to be jonesing because you didn't read your stories this week? <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. I, I, I don't think I don't think anyone's ever read a comic book, jumped in a car, and killed. Steve Rogers never hurt anyone <laughs> except for the entire city of Las Vegas. I, I have seen. Well, I mean, right. well, probably if they were. That's just one time. <laughs> so exciting from reading my Marvel comics that I got a car wreck. I have been so excited so, that I had to take a walk one time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie though. So good. The, the worst oh. part I get is like when I have a big stack and like I have to upload them digitally. I'm just like. This is set, like it's like doing the dishes after they piled up, but more because Marvel doesn't know how to make it easier uh, to enter more than one well, book. No, but still, the problem with the Marvel app is after a while, and it's at a random interval, it'll reset. So you don't if you haven't counted how many books since you uploaded, right? Then you don't know how many you have to go back and redo. And sometimes those codes don't come off super good, so you're like trying to decipher it. And you're like, maybe that's a J. Uh, Maybe it's not. It's an L. Yeah, the peel off inside of a lot of them are pretty rough. Sometimes, but, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, you get through. So, like, really, what you have to do is kind of do, like, however many you're comfortable with redoing. <laughs> like, so if it's a bad one, I'll upload it instantly. I'm like, I'm not reading that again. I'm not trying to read that again. So, I guess to kind of segue toward the end is what do you think? Because we, we see the gloom potential future sure. of what COVID has done. Oh, yeah. Right? I beat that, that, that horse so bad its head and its eyeball are popping out. It looks like Len after meeting Lucy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Goodness. But it's pretty rough. so like what can yeah. the comic book industry do now to avert yes, the snap? Right like what is what is our time heist? You guys see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <Greater> <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Better than Ant Man crawling up his button blowing up. You know, it's not better if you could do just do it anyway. I, okay, I have to say this. Have you guys seen that video? The animated oh, Ant Man yeah. Ho! Oh, up and say yes. Yes. Thanks. From the inside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good way to do it. It's gross. But don't you think you'd be strong if you just crush him inside? No? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm assuming how <laughs> in comics how the pin particle works. Right. The centrifugal force of him yeah. doing that. I think. Giant explosion inside your insides. I think the cartoon got it wrong because I don't think there would be anything left. There would just be like. <laughs> Right, they would look like pulled pork. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what is this? Gross. What is going on here? Uh, it's all right. Pulling, pulling your train back out of the tracks. No, you you blew How up the train. Jump on you dynamited somebody's butt and turning somebody. Because I made the pork. Infinity War. You dynamited analogy. the train and then you're like, oh, let's get back on the tracks. <laughs> hey, bro. Maybe I want to walk. Tried himself back on the tracks. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to, right? You blew up the train. Yes, you blew up the train. It's gone. He understands. We have to wait for another train. Listen, you can't have a good story without a good villain. That's true. I'm just willing to be that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly. Uh, uh, Not this episode. As, as oh. far as, like, uh, the industry's concerned. Yeah, what can we, what I can mean, we do to recover? Keep this gloom and doom from happening. Well, and then, like I said, there's some stuff Diamond's done, and both Marvel and DC have done a few things, too. And Marvel has issued a statement that X number of books between the end of March and the middle of April they're going to offer returnability on, which is unheard of in Marvel-selled comics to 
to stores like us. Now, back whenever there was, like, supermarkets that had comic books. So, like, comic books were everywhere. There were gas stations, supermarkets. Uh, as far as any type of bookstore. Yeah, I remember. Right. So, back then, the way they worked was the same way magazines work. The way magazines work in your local, if you don't know this, and if you do, I'm sorry, in your local supermarket, they get X numbers of USA Todays, and what they don't sell after a certain period of time, they're allowed to strip the cover off, send the cover back, they get a credit towards their next buy. So it a giant circle. If they sell them out, then of course they just get billed the next month for the next batch of copies. Well, comic books used to do the same thing, which is why we have newsstand edition, and we have direct sales edition for older books. Now, whenever all that stopped, and the gas stations quit carrying anything that was new, and the supermarkets quit having them too, and everything became direct sales only, that stopped entirely. So direct sales, like what we are, as a brick and mortar store, never had that option. So if I buy 10 copies of Captain America and I sell one, I got nine copies till in the in the time. Or till the fire. Or, you know, whatever. You just count, you, you wait so long, you just clear some because you can't. Or sell them at a convention, whatever. I mean, as a thing, bodge podge, whatever you do with stuff when it's old, usually you save it till it's worth more money. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like his greatness, though. He's just like... He's like, eventually I'll be richer than everyone. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> One of these is going to work out. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Wink, I mean, wink. Listen, right. you, you got the numbers going. He's, he's using his wrong eye in the wink. Try him, try him. But it's a thing that's not a normal thing anymore at all. So the fact that both DC and Marvel have issued that on a batch of books that would have been sold during COVID is really kind of unheard of. And, like, Diamond's allowing it, too. So at the end of the day, both Diamond... Marvel and DC are allowing this batch of books to be returned if you don't sell them. The only problem with that is that, let's say you're a person who's reading Captain America, and issue 22 and 23 become returnable, are you really going to buy issue 24 and 25? Why would you if you missed the ones in the middle? So say during COVID you're not able to buy them. Not because they weren't printed, unlike Hawkeye, but because you didn't have the money to buy them. And then my store says, well, we didn't make any money on those books, we got to get them back because I can't keep them. Well, when number 24 and 25 come out... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not going to 24 25 if I right. haven't read 22 That's that like the biggest thing. I, I have to have all the issues. It drives me mm-hmm. nuts. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm still stuck with whatever we ordered for 24 and 25. So it doesn't matter if they put a band-aid on it. Because at the end of the day, if I was ordering 10 copies, and the same thing happens, I only sell the one, because only one person was able to keep getting it, and I return the other nine, when we get to 24 and 25, I still have nine copies sitting there telling the time. So it's kind of a band-aid, and a lot of stores that we've seen, at least from what some of the forums say, they've cut their orders extremely. And that makes sense, it does, but in an in industry like this, like especially for us, I mean, a lot of my people return people. I mean, they're people I pull books for, and I don't want you to miss your stories. So I order the books blindly on faith that hopefully if you've had a problem that you get a hold of me, let me know. You lost your job, you had to move to Texas, whatever. Or come back and just get them eventually. Right. Or, or I would expect you to simply because that's the way the system works. Right. So, I mean, there's stuff that's happened to try to make certain things better. But at the end of the day, it's just a big band-aid. And unless the economy returns, we're having the same problem with comic books. And yeah, stores that stay alive are cutting closer to order. And that does make the chase industry. So if you're a speculator for comics, it does make certain books more chasey. And it will drive up value on books from this time frame that manages to survive. Like Joker, 
Punchline, yeah, the first appearance of Punchline was in that, uh, having a different time frame, but same idea, yeah. The, the analytically, that should be a chase book. It will be, yeah. It, as long as, even if she doesn't stay, even if she winds up being like, say, say you're a kid and you hate broccoli. Now, I like broccoli. It's one of the very few things I like that are green. And Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew? But pick Sugar's the Devil, man. Dude, so, so is cancer. I mean, <laughs> different kind of devil. Never mind. But uh, pick whatever vegetable it is you hate. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, want, you broccoli or whatever. I, I would totally probably taste delicious. <laughs> Makes me stronger inside. <laughs> whatever vegetable it is you you hate as a kid, and your parents are always like, oh, eat it, and it's gonna make you're gonna love it. It's gonna be fine. It's the best thing for you, and you still hate it today. So if Punchline does that, and we're all being told we're gonna love her, and we hate her, it doesn't change the fact that her first appearance is still gonna be a key. Now, will that key matter to people? Will it be like Wolverine's appearance in 180 or 181? No, but Wolverine's also a different juggernaut at this point. And even if tomorrow they... Wolverine's not juggernaut. Right, wow. Well. <laughs> no, people, I mean, people right. are going to want it. Right. It's the first thing. Yes. And it's an anniversary issue. And it... Well, her showing up in the 80th anniversary is different. The 80th anniversary book, it, it's supposed to have some stuff inside of it that should be crazy. But, like, her first appearance happened in a book called Hell Arisen Number 3. And Hell Arisen Number 3 was a miniseries. It's a four-part miniseries about a story of Lex Luthor. Having turned into an alien and then deciding to rebel against the alien, which was cut drastically by people ordering stores because issue 1 and 2 sold very poorly. I wonder why. And then issue 3, they put the first appearance of Punchline in, and all of a sudden, everybody wants it. But because the orders were already so far under... The amount of the book is limited. It's already going to the third print because people still want copies of that book. Nothing will be as bad as Wonder Woman breastfeeding a back. So. <laughs> I don't know. There's... Please, there's... name one thing. There's been some attempts. <laughs> attempts. attempts have been made. Still haven't been worse. I'm sorry. No yeah. wars. It's a mess. I can't even explain it. I mean, I, I, I want to lie on the same side with Matt and believe that the industry <clears throat> won't shut down all the way. But, I mean, there's still going to be Rocky Roads for a bunch of different stores. I'm, like, just, I'm sure it is going to be rough. I mean, right. I, I don't know if I can entirely fault Diamond or any of the other larger companies for being like, honestly, um, okay, so either we make either we make money or don't lose money, right. or these guys make money, well, so it's going to be us. Honestly, I don't, I don't blame Diamond. Diamond's doing what they need to do to survive, right? Sure. Who I blame is fear monitoring from the media and... Ad- educational closures from the government. Period. Right. At the end of the day, they are 100% to blame, and if the industry sale fails, they will be to blame. And honestly, maybe we should sue them for emotional distress. If a gas station can stay open, <laughs> why can't a comic book store? Yeah. Perfect yeah. example. I mean, here's another thing that could fix it, is I think we could come up with a mad agreement, right? Anyway, Nim Matthews in your local state or area has to agree to pick up the books that don't sell. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, we'll call them the, the mad accords. Oh. Oh, I'm going to have to buy another house to put them in. You can find another Matthews. I mean, yeah. ultimately, like, the books that, like, wait, you said Matt? Anyone named Matt, Matt or Matthew. Oh, no, 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 you said Matt. You can't no, it's him. called the Matt Agreement. But anyone named Matthew, Matt or Matthew, so you would be the only one in town. I'm sorry. My name is Scott Waterboss. <laughs> is it really? That's my middle name. 
This is getting very political. You're trying to put stuff <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way around it kind of is just like the books that didn't sell during this time. If you want that Chase book right in the middle, be like, the only way I'm selling this is in a set of five. You got to buy the two that were before it and the two that are after it. That's the only way I'm selling it. It's a pack. Like it's a five-part series. That's what I'm selling it. Like, it's a good idea. Other than that, instead yeah. of because like other than that, people it's like, I want this book, and they're like, eh, yeah, well, you got to buy all five. Sorry. Yeah. I mean. I mean, ultimately, that's just the only way to get around that. Or, I mean, you're always you're always going to have title chasers. They're always going to have those people who want that. But it's like, people who, like, read the book on a regular basis, like, it's going to go to their pull box first. And, it's and true. I there's some left over, then there's some left right. over. Yeah. But. I think I think it's harder to save the industry in the long run. I think it is going to be up to the fans um, to kind of muster up some strength and take the hit and buy books. Because if you want to anyway, it's right. you might as well do it. Yeah, well, if, you don't, if you don't support, like, buy, a, we right. don't like yeah. This is where you're going. If you don't support, then the story they're going to go away. And the same thing yeah. with the book titles. If you don't buy that title, then they're going to quit printing. I think I think a challenge that I would like to issue those who listen to our podcasts and stuff like that. Go to your local comic book store. In addition to buying what your normal pull is, ask them about a title that their local owner of shop would recommend to them, and, and branch out a little bit. Explore. You know, pick up something different. You know that they might enjoy that they don't normally pull and help them out just a little bit more. Even if it's sure. a back issue of something, you know, maybe it's something new, maybe it's a trade. But I, I think just buying out of your regular pool and exploring a little bit, it only benefits you because, like, one, you either find out they don't care about you and they're not paying attention to what you're reading and they suck, or two, you find a book that you really, really enjoy and you just picked up another series that you never thought you would pick up. Like, it's true. I did that with per- The Silencer. Right, perfect example of that yeah, book right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't normally read like sci-fi, like fantasy horror. That's basically what it is, yeah. Fantasy you horror. You know, but it's just like I like the artwork, and like I'm already like I'm having read it, and I'm already captivated. And it's just like unless you take those kind of risks, you kind of stay in your bubble. And I think fans should break out of their fandom bubble, support comic books, buy your pool, plus a little bit more. Because here's the thing: you go to a restaurant now. I don't know if you've been eating out. Have you, maybe you've noticed this. People are people tipping a little bit more. Yeah. If no, right. So it's just like do that for the comic book store. Same idea. Tip yeah. bigger. Buy an extra couple of books. Explore a little bit. You know, get freaky in the sheets. And support local. Like instead of like ordering online, just go down to the, the store. Like just anywhere though. Not just not just comic books. Not just restaurants. Just support as local as much as you exactly. can. Exactly. Uh, it's going to benefit your community regardless. Like, yeah. Instead of buying Starbucks. Go out and drive through and buy Best Look Coffee, the Best Look Coffee in all the Western Slope. We are no way <laughs> sponsored by them at all, but we you should be. buy them and wait, maybe order wait. the Pan Galactic. Kills, kills wait, Best Look? Best Look's don't good. They, don't they actually support it? I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but okay. yes, they sponsor us. No, no, no. You local. should go buy Best Look Coffee. They are legit. Whether they were or not, you should because they're delicious. Locals only with I mean, we are big on that with our own business. Uh, everything with uh, Kill Zero Studios is local. Local artists, we would not go outside the town for anything. As a matter of fact, in the back of the page of the comic, we chose, you know, the, the tattoo shop, top five comics, board box games, this uh, podcast to put on there. By no means have any of those companies given us any money. But we support them because it's this niche, it's this group that is solid here in Grand Junction that kind of supports the whole nerd community, and I think it's really important. I think it's really awesome. Right? Oh, yeah. Did you just throw money at him like he was like a pole dancer? Do I have to take off clothes? 
now? No, I'm not stuffing it in your, your waistband. <laughs> I think he's paying you to keep your clothes on. I mean, I'm paying you to keep your clothes on. I mean, it hit me first, so I'm going to keep it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but see, but, but really, like, go out of your way. Buy your pool plus some. That one will save the industry. It'll save your local comic book shop. Right. Not drastically, but it will help, right? Oh, every little like, bit helps. Like, Always. Right. Yeah. Like, maybe instead of buying your Mountain Dew, you could buy your candy bar too with it. I don't know. Sure. Sure. You know, it saves the artist. Uh, I could have stopped here, but I was like, whatever. Well, flying, whatever. Like, I don't have anything to hide here. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh, I Support your local business. It was beautiful. What I was saying was beautiful. Anyways, <laughs> no, but yeah, so it goes back into the economy and it stimulates. And like we were talking about, it's right. this unfortunate cycle where it's just like the snake's eating its own tail, but in a positive way. Really, it's just like if we want this pandemic to survive, and we don't want like my gloom and doom, mad mass, poke, like no comic, post-apocalyptic world. We've got to buy comics. You know, True. it's like the war. You know, what did Steve Rogers say when he punched Hitler a thousand times? Buy bonds. Comics are the bonds of fandom. It's true. You want to save the fandom from COVID, buy comics. That was a lot of jokes. I mean, yeah, we're talking about comics, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could always buy stuff online. I mean, you... But you don't you don't get the same thing. You can't go down and, and shoot the crap and talk about what's coming up and what's new. You can't... You know, you can't learn plethoras of information. Every time I go into the top five comics, I learn like 75 new things. I feel like I should be taking notes. Yeah, when, I, when I'm sick of sitting at my desk, I go next door and I'm like, I need a break. These people are annoying. You can't and have nice conversation with Amazon. Yeah. I mean, you can. You can, but mostly Just to the FBI agent, agents behind the Amazon. <laughs> you know, and, and then to be honest, you know, as a new company starting out and, and kind of feeling our way through this, we would be lost without talking to probably each and every one of you guys at least you know, five times, and figuring out what direction we should go, and so, I mean, it's important, this local community is important, go out and support it, buy, like he's, like Jake said, I think it's a perfect idea, buy an extra comic you wouldn't you'll normally buy, maybe you'll get into a new genre. Buy know. for a friend? Yeah, sure. get somebody else into it, take your kids with you if you're old enough, I mean. I think now's the time to tell you, we all got together and we thought we'd steer you wrong, so it's actually been a giant prank the whole time, yeah. you're going to fail. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, turns out people hate fantasy. Yeah, sci-fi and sci-fi fantasy. Especially Star Wars isn't real. Especially anything multidimensional. People hate that. Rick no. And Morty. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, see, people. So, you know, Star Wars just soured it for everybody. Uh, yeah, we don't want your kind around. <laughs> Anyways, any other closing statements? Huh? Any? That anyone else want to get OJ off for murder? <laughs> oh, that's that's what I watched this week. I watched that Goodness, documentary. Goodness, what? Are you, what? Yeah. Why did you why? Uh, you, you remember the part at the beginning where we're like, hey, what happened this week? That, that's where this part goes. I know. I just realized, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> the, we're all talking like we're trying to get someone off for murder with these closing statements. Does anyone else want to point out that the glove doesn't fit? <laughs> or you know, the, the sleeve in this case? I was gonna say there's a lot of memes for that, so I think we're good. I think. I mean, cool. but same time. Yeah, I mean, yeah see, <laughs> he gets it. Uh, I don't know. As far as like, what would you say as an owner to the people? What they should do if they want to keep the fandom alive? Do things from not sucking. Okay, so a few weeks ago, a girl from KJ came down and talked a little bit. Did a, did, a, did a small interview thing. While I was talking to her, I realized that like 
me and me and my brother and me and Phil and the guys that work at the store and girls that work at the store and anybody that's been part of it, like at least for us, top five is really a combo community and not just like a regular store. Because you do come there and talk to me about things, ask questions or shoot whatever. And as far as like a thing, if you don't support that, then you don't have that. And I don't know, if you don't, if you, that person's never had the enjoyment of that, and never gotten to, I don't want to do that at all. They're probably well, an alcoholic. I'm going to say that you're to get a different flavor, probably. So, I don't know, if you want, if you want to hear the, your community to be a thing, you have to go support it. And yeah, everything's tough for everyone right now, that's true. But if you don't, then it's just going to be gone. And that's, you know. I always thought Grand Junction was a place that if we didn't have a comic shop, I don't know how I would have grown up. And I'd probably be a lot of different person. Better person? Don't know. Probably not. I'm just saying. You'd probably be a murderer and a cannibal. It's very possible. I'd eat a lot of meat. But, but as a thing, like... The long pig. You know, right? I'd for sure be a murderer. <laughs> I'd for sure be a murderer. <laughs> oh, man. You, you guys oh, see what I was talking about now man. about him being the worst. You just, oh. you just saw it. I don't know. That, that, I mean, that's all I got, man. Like, depending where you're at, if you, if you have a comic community, you got to go support it. I mean... If you don't, then it won't be there, so. Right. I guess that's it. I don't know. Anyway? Inspire books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true, too. Spin money. I'm bad at it, too. I'll, I'll be how many books? Oh, well, like, here's the thing. Too many. And here's the thing. You have all this stress, right? And you don't want to deal with it. Buy a comic book and don't deal with it. <laughs> Check out and read a comic book. Well, the reality of it is that's kind of almost... Normally, I'm against escapism. I'm totally for it. You kidding me? Oh. I could pretend to be oh, no. Steve blowing up Las Vegas all day. I, 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 am, I am totally against obsessive escapism, but... Well, yeah, you can't be obsessive. Right. That's for sure. Yes, you can. But but in, in, this, in this case, it, the virus is not our problem. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, it's not, it's like, it's not like I'm making it worse by... Avoiding talking about it or avoiding thinking about it while I sit at home for five freaking weeks. I mean, so yeah, right now I'd say it's a perfect time to escape into comic books and, you know, what's, yeah. What's Zombieland at like world number 42? Enjoy the little things? Yeah. 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 It's, like, yeah it's, it's a little good. thing, man. I, I mean, Is it hopefully, hopefully, like, you gotta feed yourself and have a place to sleep that's warm, but after that, like, if it's just one book. I just made a connection. The answer to all the universe is 42. Zombieland rules. 42, enjoy the small things. I think what we can all take is that... Enjoying the small things. Jackie Andrew. Robinson's number was 42. <laughs> so at I, the end of the day, it's just like, be the number 42 and buy something. That's the episode. Rule 42. No. No. <laughs> no. Just no. No. <laughs> yeah. But I think that... How do we close? It's like the awkward. Yeah. No, you just you just end normally, Jake. What are you doing? Oh, I wasn't sure if Steve was gonna end it. Maybe we should have Steve end it. Why? He doesn't even know because he's our guest. Yeah, I know. Do you? We generally don't do that. Cause so it... thanks for listening to Comic Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. I'm Steve. And the Top Five Podcast. And Top Five Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. That's Sorry, Steve. That's right. Well, we're doing Steve, our, This is this yeah, is our. I'm confused. I don't know which Steve we're talking. Okay, about. Okay, when you close out, you're Steve from Comic Talk. You're Steve from Top Five. Let's see how well they pay attention. No, you're Steve and Steve. Usually, how we end it, we ask. <laughs> every, there's a lot of us. Let's not do it this way. 
what we'll do with the Steve wearing. So we always go, what did you learn this episode? Steve from 616. Oh, oh. What did I learn this episode? I learned... Well, I learned... You could tell he's the kid who didn't pay attention in class. <laughs> I learned... Did you know they'd be a test? The batteries are charged before we start recording. It's a perfect answer. And what did you learn, Steve, from Top 5? I learned, usually I ask you what I learned. <laughs> it's true. We're switching up. What, what did I learn? I what I learned today. Uh, I'm amazed the comic industry isn't over. I mean, that's a good thing to learn, right? I like the number 42. There you go. There you go. What did you learn, 45? We're just doing the Steve that you guys learned. Oh, come on, man. We have to narrow it down. There's only four more people. Come on. We can do it. We, we've had oh. enough <laughs> Matt, what did you learn today? I learned that I can't trust Google face tats. I mean, that's something so you learn every day, but that's all right. No, no, it's more like... More like a re-solidification. Like I learned it more. <laughs> I mean, okay. Alright. What'd you learn today? You know, I learned a little bit, or actually a lot, about comic book distribution. I was unaware of the whole diamond, you know, uh, gambit, I guess you would call it. And uh, opened my eyes up to a lot of the same bullshit I see in the music industry. And would, you, would you say that gambit really showed you their deck of cards? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I learned that. I immediately pictured that, that tattoo that Alexa had on your thing for the longest time I too. That I have no faith in Jake's puns anymore. <laughs> I had faith; it's gone. Man. Jake, what did you learn today? Um, I learned well, kind of more like a realist. Uh, can't speak. I kind of re-realized, like Matt, is that how important the uh, small comic book brick and mortar shops are in order to explore more of fandom. How they're how they're a necessity. You know, I think it's important that we, we forget that it's important when you want to grow in your fandom and how much that middle band, our supplier, you, are to us. We, we heart you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's the right answer to that. I don't know. 45, would you like Sounds right. Learn that the two green things that you like are very opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. And the number of this episode is 42. Sure. What's the letter of the day? <laughs> it's the thorn. C for crying. <laughs> C for crying. <laughs> what you anyway, going to go home and do, Matt? No? Anyways, guys, thank you for it tuning in. It might be laughter crying. You don't know. Thank you for tuning in this episode of Comic Talk 616 forward slash... Top Light Comics Podcast. And, yeah, we'll see you on your regular scheduled broadcasting next week. Who are you, Crackhead? Yeah, do our ending. I'm Lord Facetat. Uh, Mike with uh, Kill Zero Studios. I'm Matt with Comic Talk. Steve. I'm other Steve. Guess which one? Top Light Comics Podcast. I'm Josh. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's Nega Steve? Out of you two, like someone's got to be the evil counterpart. There's another Steve. I usually call him Steve. Ask that question. Don't you just like Archer? You just that one. Yes, this Steve. Is, this, is part, Steve. this is the part in like the Spanish like soap opera where like it's revealed. See, the thing is that with the Spanish soap opera, it's usually the guy with more facial hair. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's say, a little bit longer. But someone has to wake up with clones. amnesia. I don't know which one's the first one. <clears throat> So maybe you two are the clones, and there's a real Steve, and you two are the evil ones. You don't ask Lady our age. Oh, you're a lady now. Whatever. Going down that road.